0: radios.com, check, check, by two-way radios.com. recorded almost live Rock Hill, South Carolina, it's the two-way radio show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Silway. I'm Danny Feemster, And Anthony Roquet is out today. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss the recent approval by the FCC to adopt the proposed reform of the Part 95 rules for the FRS, GMRS, CB, and other personal radio services. We'll review some important changes to the rules, speculate on when they may take effect, and talk about the future of consumer two-way radios. We'll also review the Uniden GMR-5095-2CKHS two-way radio and take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialist. In our last episode of the Two-Way Radio Show, we told you about a proposal by the FCC to completely reform the Part 95 rules for personal radio services, including the FRS, GMRS, CB, and more. On May 18, 2017, the FCC brought the proposal up for consideration at their monthly open commission meeting, and the proposal to reform Part 95 was
1: unanimously approved. It was unanimously approved. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, – <laughs> I'm not even going to say I'm happy. It's just a relief, I guess, that, you know, we, they first proposed this, and I, I really don't want to rehash everything that we covered in the last episode. And it, let me just say right off the bat, if you're looking for a lot of detail on this, go back and listen to the previous episode. Episode 112. Because yeah. this episode's more of like a celebration, I guess, that we finally got this Woo-hoo! behind yeah. us that uh, – Yeah, after seven years of of kind of being in limbo with what was going to happen with GMRS and the licensing and FRS and the the reform of, PRS
0: Look whether you like or hate it or are indifferent to it uh, the one thing is it's it's done yeah, it's it's it, over it's 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 approved
1: know, we we have the rules that we're going to have for probably the next 85 years based yeah. on how fast the FCC
2: moves <laughs> at least we got this over with and behind us and we can all move on
1: now Well I think based on reading a lot of the comments it seems like They made some pretty good decisions, and Mm -hmm. people are generally happy with the way things turned out. And I guess we should provide a brief recap, what do you think, of of what the changes are. Yeah, I think a brief recap is in order. The biggest change, you know, listening to the commission meeting, and uh, I was up watching the FCC do their commission meeting, as were you, Rick, for the, Mm -hmm. the first time I've ever watched one of those. and. The commissioners seem to spend a lot of time talking about CB radio and throwing in little CB jokes and things like that, but there's not much change with CB. The biggest changes from this, like we spoke about before, were related to FRS and GMRS. Mm -hmm. And right now, uh, the biggest selling radios in the FRS, GMRS world are consumer-oriented radios that come in two packs, and they're they're combo radios, FRS slash GMRS. In a nutshell... What they did was separate the FRS and GMRS services while providing lots of overlap. Mm -hmm. Now, most of those radios you see on the shelf that were FRS slash GMRS combo radios are now going to fall under FRS only. They're not going to require a license, uh, whereas higher powered and I guess generally higher end equipment will be considered GMRS even though it may operate on the same frequencies. So basically, if you go to our website and buy a $50 two-pack of radios to take camping, you don't have to worry about getting uh, fined for not having a license. If you're worried about getting
0: fined before, which a lot of <laughs> people you weren't. you probably weren't, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people really weren't uh, worried about it at all.
1: Um, that's, that's basically it with FRS, GMRS, um, CB, Uh, They changed some really antiquated rule saying that you had to have the serial number of the unit engraved um, in metal on the chassis, Mm -hmm. I guess. And uh, they changed the name from Citizen's Band to officially just CB radio service.
0: Now, they still limit the power to four watts, but what they did eliminate were a lot of the restrictions for long-range communications.
1: Right. I guess there was a rule that, again, no one really paid attention to, saying that you couldn't communicate with someone over CB beyond, I don't know, 100 miles, something like that. a certain range. That's gone now, but the, the wattage limit is still there.
0: And they also eliminated the requirement for manufacturers to put a copy of the CB rules in with their products when they sold their products. In the past, they had to have a printed copy of the That's right. rules for CB in the package with their product when they sold it. Now they don't have to do that anymore, which to me I thought was kind of a waste of paper anyway. For a lot of people, because you know, if somebody was an old CB'er and they were buying a CB, they already knew the rules. If somebody was buying a CB. Chances are they weren't going to read. Nobody reads the license agreements on products. Nobody reads the manuals, uh, basically. Uh, uh, yeah, nobody's I Nobody's kind of going agree. to read the rules anyway. So I, it, I am kind, of, kind of,
1: of torn on that. I might have have said maybe you shouldn't have the full set of rules packaged I, in with it. I don't think it, there's anything
0: wrong with having it in there. I'm I just would, saying that nobody – it seemed like nobody paid any attention to them.
1: Seems to me – and this may be a topic for another discussion, but – people that are buying this low-priced equipment may not have any experience with radio and may not know anything at all about radio etiquette or, mm-hmm. you know, what to do um, on radio. So it, I, I think, could be helpful to have a one-page, here's five things you need to do. But no, I think it is helpful. I agree there. with you.
0: I think having the rules in there is helpful. I think having the, um, you know, like – GMRS etiquette. You know, I for a long time before I got my GMRS license, I was thinking, okay, what's the what's the proper etiquette for GMRS? And um, yeah, I have a GMRS license <laughs> for those who've been wondering. Uh, but um, you know, and I'm thinking, what's the proper etiquette? Because I know we have we have certain procedures we have to follow when making calls on, on ham radio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got our call sign. We have to do uh, um, certain things in a certain way. But uh, what about GMRS? Well, yeah, those exist, too. Uh, and a lot of people are not aware of them. Of course, most people don't follow them, especially if they don't have a GMRS license. They, they're not going to follow them anyway. And that's usually how you can tell who has one and who doesn't. But even so, some GMRS license holders really have no idea.
1: Right. I agree, And. You know, maybe we should practice what we preach maybe we should have a product or a, a sheet that we can provide along with radios that show the the do's and don'ts i'll get right on that coming soon <laughs> in 2019 maybe
2: so in any case on may 18th 2017 they
0: had their open commission meeting the fcc ruled on this and it was unanimously proved and now these rules are going to take effect now the question is on everyone's mind is when do they take effect?
1: That was the first question on my mind. Yeah. I, I was tweeting while this thing was going on, and after it passed, I, I wanted to finish out with a, okay, now everybody, on this date, these rules are going to take effect. But yeah. I guess it's, it's not that simple. We, we dug into it, and Rick found that officially when this takes effect, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rick, there, there's some date that we're not aware of when these rules are going to be published to the federal register
0: yeah i think and these things get published i guess they follow their own schedule i i assume okay so um when the next update for adding the part 95 or, or the the uh, title 47 rules um i'm not really absolutely sure on that but from what i understand that um the rules the new part 95 rules take effect 30 days after publication in the federal register whenever that's going to be
1: so at the very latest this will be in effect september 18th is my math right there september maybe october
0: so i'm going based on what happened when they dropped the regulatory fee Mm -hmm. uh, for gmrs Uh, was it last year the year before i believe it was last year Mm -hmm. Then that took effect 30 days after it was published in the Federal Register. And I think that wound up going into effect, I think, in October. It was either September or October, I think, is when that happened.
1: But who knows where we were in relation to when that Federal Register was. Maybe the Federal Register was true. going to be published the next day, whereas now it's going to be three months, or maybe it was published. Mo- How do you check if something's in the Federal Register?
0: Well, you, you look up the Federal Register and you, you look for the latest, uh, I guess, the latest edition of what you're looking for in the Federal Register, and you can look at the date on that. But I guess then you'd need
1: the date it was published to figure out when 30 days later. It's just so confusing.
0: <laughs> All I can it's, say is that it, it, according to the FCC, these rules take effect 30 days after it's published. So just, I guess the thing
2: to do is well, to keep checking the Federal Register yeah. and
1: see when it gets published. For me personally, yeah. I think I'm going to consider this done at this point. I'm going to consider <laughs> the, I... I've been doing this for a while, and I haven't known of anyone ever getting in trouble for not having a GMRS license up to this point. Yeah, I don't you know, think I, they're going to start finding people. Now. Don't do what I say, of course. Here, yeah. I'm just just some guy on the uh, on a podcast. So, look, we're
0: speculating about <laughs> yeah. all
1: of this,
2: and as as you know, if you're a longtime listener of the two way radio show, you
1: know that speculation is what we do best. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> I'm telling you personally. I'm going to treat this like law from here from this second forward. This is going to be in in my mind the the rules.
0: Well, I will uh, I'll take a middle of the road approach on this and kind of wait and see a little bit. But uh I mean, look, I am I have a GMRS license, so either way, you know, I'm not worried about it um breaking the rules so to speak, but for those who don't
2: have one, I would say um Follow your conscience. Yeah, I guess
1: I have Follow a GMRS license, too, so it really doesn't – nothing's going to change either way <laughs> for me. But um, but I, I'm just – it's been seven years since this first came out, and, you know, probably at least every 30 or 60 days, we're kind of digging around for updates and things. And I'm just glad it's done, and I want to call it final, so I'm, I'm doing that.
0: Well – um, yeah. In any case, it's done. I've never heard of a, a situation where they've walked back a decision, mm-hmm. uh, before. at least before it was published in the Federal Register.
2: I, I'm not aware of one. So it's, it's probably pretty much a done deal at
1: this point. Well, it's, it's taken seven years after the proposal was initially made to get this approved. So they move at – oh, goodness, that's a glacial – Pace. I mean, it's it's so slow. Oh so,
2: yeah, and, and
1: you've. I mean, seven years. Can you imagine if they <laughs> wanted to roll this back right now?
0: <laughs> yeah, but we were watching the uh, open commission meeting, and uh, and I got this in the blog too. Um, I quoted uh, Commissioner O'Reilly, and he he actually admitted. He he said right then and there that hey, you know
1: why did this take so long? Yeah, I love his quote. He he basically said. This came up initially in 2010. Why is it?
0: Oh, you got now? his quote, right? Yeah, read it. Uh, it's it's classic. I, I, I was laughing when I,
1: when I heard him say it. He starts off, I'm fairly certain that when the notice for this item was released back in June 2010, no one ever imagined it would be presented at a commission meeting in May 2017. Seven years later, and no one has a good reason for the delay, though it's clearly not the fault of the staff.
0: See that's what gets me is that he he adds that in real quickly. He says, "Well, yeah, we don't know what the delay is, but hey, it wasn't our fault."
1: <laughs> but, I don't know if that's fault. a joke or what. I mean, who else's fault would it be? <laughs> it's, it's clearly the staff, right?
2: Yeah, it's clearly somebody with the FCC. This was the FCC. <laughs> the, uh, and I just
1: think <laughs> yeah, people that work for the FCC. That's the staff. Uh, I, I just think that's classic. <laughs> yeah, I think I like his quote, but I think he's wrong about the staff part. I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, maybe he was just being tongue in cheek about it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it took us forever to get it done, but it wasn't our fault. Um, so, <laughs> well, um, so in any case, um, the FCC has approved the Part 95 reform. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of comments on all of this before um, this occurred and we got your thoughts on on how you feel about this and we are going to read those in the comments and questions segment coming up uh, on the two-way radio show so you can hear what uh, we'll get to hear what uh, what you have to say on this anyway uh, any other comments on the part 95
2: approval you know, I I think we've beaten it to death. I really do. I think do. we have. I think it's time to put this one to rest and move on to some other things. <laughs> like the TYT update that we have coming up? We've got that coming
0: up, too. We'll save that for last. So if you're wondering about the TYT MD 2017
2: and when that's going to be here, stick around. We'll have an update for you shortly. And
1: don't forget the MD 9600, oh, which I mean, we have yeah. an update for as well, which you can take with a grain of salt if you –
0: all right well stick around because coming up we'll review the uniden gmr 5095 2ckhs two-way radio does it qualify as an frs radio under the new part 95 rules or is it gmrs we'll find out next on the two-way radio show Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name brand manufacturers for our businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to The Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a two-way radio from Uniden, the GMR-5095-2CKHS.
1: Yeah, this is uh, the the top-of-the-line two-way radio kit unit and i'm calling it a kit because it comes uh with earbuds as well as the you know charger and rechargeable batteries and two radios comes with pretty much everything yeah really it's it's a nice uh set and uh it's a very high-end radio for uh what it does for a consumer grade radio it feels very very solid it's um, waterproof submersible i mean this would be in the class of the uh, ms series from the um, older, giant-made Motorola talkabouts, like the MS-350. Um, Uniden has been making very good waterproof radios for a while. If I remember correctly, they were the first manufacturer to really come out with submersible waterproof yeah, radios. Yeah, they were at
0: least one of the first, if not the first. Uh, they've been doing that for quite a while. And, you know, the other thing about Unitin is I, I think they are really underrated when it comes to – some of their their radio products, and uh, they've got a long history with this. You know, because Uniden has has been a manufacturer, a long time manufacturer of uh, uh, remote telephones,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the wireless cordless phones, phones, cordless phones, and uh, I mean that's just a hop, skip, and a jump to the radios.
1: Right, from there. Uniden is really all over communications products. I mean, they've got a, a line of CB radios, they've got marine radios, they've got the FRS, GMRS, they've got radar detectors. So if it's if it's wireless, they they if it's are really wireless in and the radio yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs> related. Really,
0: yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a, they've been a pretty solid manufacturer. These these, uh, or I should say, as a manufacturer, they put out some
2: pretty solid products in, in the past. And we haven't really talked about them that much, really.
1: No, we haven't. For some reason, at least with us, they don't get as much traction as like Motorola and Midland. We we sell a, a lot more Motorola and Midland consumer-grade products, then we do in but um, I don't really know why that is. We don't get complaints about the and People that buy them like them, and uh, products like this GMR-5095, um, you just can't say anything bad about them. I mean, they, yeah. There are actually are a few things that stand out to me about this radio that um, I like over some of the competitive products. The, the display is rather large, very easy to read. It's, I mean, easily at a glance you can see what channel number you're on. Uh, the buttons are are kind of large, and uh, there are uh, large like lanyard clips on yeah, the top of it. Yeah, they do. Uh,
0: almost all of them, uh, at least all the current ones, have the the lanyard hook on, yeah,
1: on top. Yeah, and it's just like a tiny lanyard hook. I mean, some of them just have a little rod that's in, like indented in the back. That's kind of hard to to use, but. uh you could clip, like uh, use a, a larger clip or something instead of just a piece of cloth yeah, some uh, of to the connect a strap on this. Some of their models have actually
0: come with clips yeah, and they have. stuff that, that clip in there. I don't think this set does, but um, you can get clips for them uh, if you want, or if you have a other pair of that, mm-hmm. that that came with them, you can use those on these. I
1: mean, it's all universal. Yeah, and these are the only radios that are going to support – uh, there's uh, larger clips that you could, you know, maybe attach to a backpack or something like that mm-hmm. if you're going camping.
0: And that's really, I think, what these radios are really designed for is a lot of outdoor use. You know, that's why these right here—they're—they're they're not only waterproof; they're what—they're submersible. And that means, you know, if you're out kayaking or something, you get one dropped in the drink. If you yeah. assuming you can retrieve it, <laughs> right. if you're out, if you're out white water rafting or something, if you can get it back,
1: <laughs> you know that's the perfect. If I, we could think of a perfect use for this, that this radio is suited for, it's someone going camping or hiking or is going to be kayaking that type of activity because it's it's a really durable radio. You can tell by the way this radio feels; it's solid. It's uh it's a durable radio. It's waterproof. So you clip it on your backpack if it starts pouring down rain, you're going to be fine. If yeah. you go kayaking, it floats. So if you drop it in the lake, it's going to float.
0: And this thing comes with a lot of fe- it's not like it's just a a it's not like it's just a general purpose radio. I mean, it, it comes with some pretty good features.
1: Yeah, it does. It it's actually loaded with features. We've got of course all your channels, FRS, And it's calling itself GMRS, but we just talked about those rules changing. And I guess in a minute, we need to decide if this is FRS or GMRS. Do you need a license for it? Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's got, of course, your NOAA um, emergency weather channels, weather alerts. It operates on AA batteries if you're out somewhere away from power. Direct call. It's kind of advanced and... I don't know, it's kinda of hard to use the direct call if if you ask me, but it's uh, it's it's there if it's something that's important to you.
0: That's an auto channel change call. I haven't tried uh, that.
1: Um, um, yeah, that's something Uniden has been doing for a while and that's that's unique to them. I think it's also something that very few people end up using. It's kind of buried in, in the settings and in the menu and it's not intuitive how to do it, but again it's there if you want it. Um the flashlight is something that that a lot of yeah. people are going to be be uh, finding useful.
0: It, it serves as an emergency strobe as
1: well. Uh, uh, the keys are glow in the dark, which is uh, which is nice instead of just being backlit. Um, Power boost range extender feature,
0: which is uh, which is good to have in a pinch. Uh, you you got to get a little extra oomph out of it. You can uh, punch it up a little bit.
1: Um. Um, one thing I don't like when you go through this features list is that it, it claims 50 miles of range. Yeah, well that of course, that's an old
2: argument that applies to pretty much all the manufacturers yeah, out there. I'm, and, uh, and I'm wondering if maybe
0: things will change a little bit with the new Part 95 rules. I, I
1: don't know. We'll, we'll see. One thing that bugs me is Uniden seems to be the prime offender when it comes to pushing this... Miles range claim to a higher level. Like, it seems like everybody, one of them will go higher, like, that. hey, we have the best radius. Ours will do 52 miles. And, <laughs> and then everybody else has to say, yeah, well, ours will do 52 yeah. miles too. Uniden seems to be the one that's pushing that number up. Um, and,
0: and really, the, the numbers are meaningless. They really
1: are. Yeah, ignore that kind of you know, we're going to give Unity a hard time about it, but that doesn't take away from the, the quality of the radio here. Especially, it really is a good radio. Especially when we
0: get to talking about what the actual power of this radio is, um, then you'll you realize that's all just meaningless. And look, if you want an actual um, real-world estimation of range for any of these radios, go to our blog. Check out our uh, GMRS radio range chart at Bituerios com on our blog and you'll find uh Rick's radio range chart and it'll give you a, a a pretty good realistic, more realistic expectation of what these
1: radios will do. Right. Spoiler alert, this radio uh <laughs> Probably, what would you say, two to three miles, mats, unless you're you're on water or something.
0: Yeah, I think it it kind of depends on where you are and and, and what you're using it for. Yeah. But, uh, but in any case, you know, it it doesn't mean that's a bad radio at all. In fact, it's actually a pretty good radio for for what it does. It's it, it's actually pretty solid, and and it comes with a one year manufacturer warranty from Unit N. and uh and the price is pretty reasonable for what you get. I mean, what do you you get the uh, well, Anthony does this so much better than I do.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> you get the, let's uh, see, there's a list of stuff I here. would say the price on this radio is a little high for what you get, but it, it is a very good radio, and there's some things here that the others have. But you'd have to compare this radio to something like, um, I don't know, that MS series from Motorola. And uh, what is that, $89? Uh, Yeah, something like that. Um, that's that's a head. floating waterproof radio, but that that radio is going away, mm-hmm. so um, there may not be a, many other fully waterproof radios to compare this to. If, if you don't need the waterproof feature, there's a Midland GXT-1000. It's a very popular radio that also comes with the headsets, and it's, it's water-resistant, not waterproof. That one is $69, so you're um, talking $45 difference for fairly comparable features
0: but so. you know once again for what you know for what you
2: get it's not too bad you get the two radios uh six
0: double a rechargeable batteries uh the dual pocket desktop charger which by the way it seems to me that's that is real old school. I think you're you're going to start seeing those. I think disappear over time in favor of all micro USB. I don't. This is one of the radio, the few radios left. I think that really relies on, on the drop-in, desktop chargers anymore.
1: Well, Motorola seems to be moving to the micro USB charging capability. Anyway, they, um, at least provide that option with the radios and yeah. although i think a cradle is included a lot of times also in addition um most of the midlands that we carry are still cradle based cobra has moved to you
0: yeah, um, know micro usb yeah I, I think that's really where a lot of this is headed but you know it also comes with two belt clips and uh, uh an ac adapter with the micro usb connector so they're getting there they're moving that direction uh the, and the of course the two hands-free ear pieces and uh, and an owner's manual, and you get all that for, I think our current price here by towarities
1: is one fourteen
0: ninety nine.
1: That mm-hmm. is right, and you can take five percent off with the promo code show if you use that at checkout. See, I
0: knew you were going to try to, 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 to <laughs> jump ahead of you there. Yeah, didn't you I? did. You did. That's good. As long as
1: somebody got that in. Uh, um, all right, let's bring this back around to the topic at hand and say. This is a question we're going to have to start asking with a lot of these radios because the packaging, the the marketing, everything is FRS-GMRS combo. But now these FCC rules have changed. Is it really? Do I need a license for this? Because if it's GMRS, then I need a license.
0: So is it FRS-GMRS or is it FRS or is it GMRS?
1: Okay. the, The way you're going to figure that out is, one, does it support repeaters? Hmm. I don't think this one does. Going down the list here, uh, it does not say that it is repeater capable. So that's a vote for FRS. Okay, one for FRS. The other important thing is the power. Yeah. Um, Now, that's a tricky one because the manufacturers are either going to not publish the power or they're going to kind of maybe lie about the power. Sometimes you have manufacturers saying five watts, whereas they're not really five watts. When, when you measure it... And maybe like three and a half. <laughs> maybe three and a half and maybe two, it maybe less than that. And, you know, the, the wattage can even change depending on the power and all that. The That's most true. consistent way we found to figure out what the wattage of the radio is is to go to the FCC's website. If you do... Uh, A Google search for FCC um, product search, I believe.
0: Yeah, there are a couple of – well, there's another site out there than FCC.io, I think, that uh, is is not affiliated with the FCC, but it does pull down the database and use that. I, I would really recommend going Uh, You know, no disparity on that side because I really don't know it that well. Mm -hmm. I've just been to it a couple of times. But uh, I I would say, you know, just to be on the safe side, just go directly to the source and go to the FCC.gov site.
1: I I just search Google for FCC product search. The first link is usually takes you to the FCC.gov website, and there will be two blanks, one for grantee code and one for product code. Mm -hmm. If you have the radio FCC ID, that's the key that you need. The first three letters are the grantee code. And the remainder is the product code. And uh, that will take you to a page where you can look at the grant for that radio. And the grant will tell you the output wattage that the radio tested at. Uh, Long story short, the unit in GMR 5095 um, has an FCC ID of AMWON5095. And the highest wattage is 1.92 watts. and That's just under 2 watts. And with the way I read these new FCC rules, since it's below 2 watts, that means that this is an FRS radio. This is not so, a GMRS radio, so no license required to use it. So
0: as as the rules stand, as we interpret the wor- rules, two thumbs up, this is an FRS radio now.
1: That's the way I read it. Okay. And, uh
0: which means that the license would no longer be required to obtain to use these radios.
1: Correct.
2: So there you go. We've so, license free, unit license in free. GMR. Well, license by rule, but. <laughs> sure. But you now
0: have to Free license. How about that? There you go. Free license. <laughs> free license. And who doesn't like free? Um, I know I do. <laughs> All right so we pretty much give this radio a thumbs up and and by the way that the the picture doesn't do it any justice because we're looking at a black and white photo of it here on our notes but it's actually blue it's a blue on black or black on blue Uh, so it's it's actually a nice looking radio too very attractive radio well we have a couple other radios to talk about but we'll discuss them after the comments And uh, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at TwoWayRadioForum.com. And what we're going to do this week, we're going to read off the comments because we received a lot of comments about the FCC's proposed changes to the uh, Part 95 rules. And uh, we we wanted to make sure we heard what you had to say about it. So that's what we're going to do. This is what you have to say about it. Um, The first one comes from... The first one comes from uh, John, and he says, uh, I'm good with it. Seems they took everyone's concerns in mind and came up with a decent compromise. It could be better. It could be worse. I'm not a repeater user and have no major need for mobile radios. The increased power and such may be enough to where I may have no need for my GMRS license as I use it for Simplex family comms. The extra 1.5 watts, if correctly implemented in a radio, would yield a bit better building penetration it will be very interesting to see what the industry comes up with i can imagine they will flood the market with some great clearance deals on the soon to be obsolete dual service radios and that's from john and he does make a good point about that i don't know that they're going to completely scrap the Mm -hmm. radios they have now and go with all gmrs but he does make a good point about the fact that now that a lot of these radios are considered frs um we, we probably won't see an uptick at all in in new GMRS licenses, and in fact, it is possible they may go down a little bit further as people start looking at those radios and saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm just fine with this this two watt Uniden or or Cobra or, or whatever it is I have now. Uh, I don't really need anything yeah, else." Yeah,
1: I would agree. I think that um, I think that we should see a drop off in licenses. But um, who knows? Maybe now there'll be more emphasis placed on the license and people buying radios like those Midland MXT series mobiles. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll be front and center that, hey, you need a license to use these. Um, So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, I think that more interestingly, the point he brings up is the closeouts. Mm -hmm. Are we going to see manufacturers shift to a new line of radios or are we going to just see them rebrand the products that they have are we going to see the gxt 1000 come out with new packaging same radio but hey frs only uh license free plastered all over the box that kind of thing
2: i there's no doubt we will see that
1: because
0: yeah, I, I think i right. think it'll be used extensively as a marketing but um, i think
1: we'll see the same products rebranded more than we'll see yeah yeah things phased out i i,
0: I agree i agree with that um now the next one comes from he just says J. Um, He says, I have mixed feelings about these rules. I really, 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 he put that all in caps, hope that we can still use Part 90 radios on GMRS and even on MERS. Being forced to use bubble pack technology will be catastrophic. I am looking forward to a GMRS license soon and would like to enjoy it as many others
2: have. And that's from Jay. Um, Different take. Well,
1: I got bad news for Jay. I don't (laughs) think that the um, Part 90... Ninety, f- the previous Part Ninety-five rules sort of were—they they didn't take a position on whether you could use yeah, Part it was a Ninety gray. radios. Was a gray area. It was definitely a gray area, and, and I, n- nothing that I'm aware of specifically authorized Part Ninety radios to be used for Part Ninety-five services. That wasn't there before, and it's not there now. Yeah. So keep doing what you were doing,
0: Jay. Yeah I'm I'm not going to read all of these because some of them are quite lengthy. <laughs> just, there were people that definitely had uh
2: some very strong um Do you have a negative in
1: there? Let's hear it. A... Well,
2: um well let me look around Let me see. Um Jason
0: says the reason they have the rule of a fixed antenna is to limit the range of FRS, which is a good thing, now that FRS and GMRS cannot be mixed into the same radio, means more GMRS handhelds will have the means of having a detachable antenna and higher power ratings. This will also make it easier to hold pirates accountable for using radios unlicensed, which is great as well, and it's from Jason, which is not a negative. I mean, He's just pointing out, the, hey, look, mm-hmm. this kind of opens up, this kind of protects GMRS for the licensed gmrs users a little bit so i don't really don't see um actually i don't see a whole lot of negative on on a lot of these let's see how about uh there's another one here that well it's not a negative
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> all positive it's, it's, it
0: looks like most yeah. of them are, are are positive although we had um we did have a couple questions about it and um From uh, M.A. Martin, he says, thank you for sharing this. When will these rules take effect? And that's from M.A. Martin. We don't know. know. Yeah, we don't (laughs) really know. We speculated in the uh, earlier segment. You can go back and listen to that again if you want. That's always fun to to, to listen to. (laughs) We hope. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're not absolutely sure. Uh, Kevin wants to know: Will FRS retain the restriction on detachable antennas? And that's from Kevin. Yes,
1: it, it yes. will.
0: Yes, it, it will. And um, and and Ray says uh, for too long gmrs has been the most overregulated of all land mobile radio services overboard requirements of type acceptance differing from standard emergency or business land mobile radios has made procurement and use of bases mobiles and hts a pain for the average user. Add to that the totally non intuitive fCC online list of accepted radios, and you have a recipe for a major headache for your average GMRS licensee. No phone patches, no this, no that. Cannot use the input for semi-duplex with mobiles and HTs to avoid the numerous blister pack radios infesting GMRS channels. You name it, the service is overly regulated. Um, Well, I don't know. There's not really so much anymore, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I think my biggest complaint with it now is related to a couple comments back with the type acceptance of of equipment. It's not a big enough market for some of these major manufacturers to make GMRS-specific products. Yeah. So it would be very nice if they would allow Part 9. I mean, really anything that meets Part 90 specifications is going to be valid for use on Part 95, it's just a matter of which frequencies it, tr- it transmits on, aside from capabilities to do scrambling and that
2: type of thing. Well, Joe, he says the 27 megahertz CB
0: band needs some new channels where the FM mode only would be allowed. The AM mode works great for aircraft, but is not the best for general Public communications, where there is a big need for positive squelch, or CTCSS, controlled reception, as is available in every other professional grade two way radio. And that's from Joe.
2: I guess that's probably the closest negative you got there. Hmm. Yeah, Uh-oh. he kind of wishes that they had made more rules. <laughs> so we got. Made.
1: Less regulation here, more regulation here. Uh, (laughs) Both of those camps, I'm saying, don't hold your breath. I think that (laughs) that what we've got is what we're going to have for a long time.
2: And uh, Michael wants to know are there any changes or clarification
0: of station identification requirements for GMRS? And that's from Michael. Um, No, as far as I know, I don't think there was anything mentioned about that. I mean, it's still required
1: yeah i i read through the fcc summary of the changes that they made and i don't recall anything related to that
0: yeah i don't either uh, really as far as i know the previous uh rules for that are are still in place nothing's changed there well uh, i guess that does it for our comments and questions this week Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at 2wayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at 2wayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Blueberry.com, Google Play Music, or Stitcher Radio. And before we close up, we did uh, promise that we were going to get to... um, an update for the MD-2017.
1: Uh, and you have one. I do have one. Um, I have two. Oh, great. Radios. They arrived yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Our samples are here of the MD-2017s, and, and uh, first impressions are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you'll know more later, Rick. You're making a video uh, yes. this afternoon.
0: Yeah. Yep. I'll be doing the video, and then we should uh, have it out shortly.
1: Um, as far as when these things are going to be available generally uh, what we're hearing is within two to three weeks within two weeks they're expected to ship so they're coming from China and we're having them shipped express so that we'll have them first and uh, we expect them to be here within three weeks now that we have samples we're confident enough that this is going to be a real product That we're going to start taking pre-orders that is not vaporware (laughs) Um, probably before this podcast is published we'll be accepting pre-orders on the MD 2017 so check our website if you want to get in line we're not taking any funds from you for a pre-order the pre-orders are just going to help make sure that our initial order with TYT is appropriately sized for example, if, if we get 500 pre-orders, we know what kind of volume we need to get. That way, if you if you place a pre-order, you're kind of assuring yourself that you're going to get one. Yeah, We won't charge your card until it gets here. The exception is PayPal. If you pay with PayPal, we don't have a way. You have to sort of prepay for it. So use a credit card if you don't want to worry about being charged until the product ships. Okay, excellent. Well, um, one other thing, the um, MD... Ninety-six hundred. Ah, Um, this product. Many of you are aware. We announced over a year ago, probably about a year ago now. It was yeah, it was over a year ago. And we made. I'm considering a mistake of accepting pre-orders on that item right away, based on TYT telling us it was only one to two months away, and uh, it has been a year, and uh, we sort of made fun of them over the weeks on the, the podcast about a that. We people, even have a contest on the NB yes, 2017 we, we, we as far did. as when
2: will it show up. And, and and that was that Anyone? came about because of the ninety six hundred.
1: <laughs> and hopefully, any of you that have early June are uh, looking uh, like you have a, a good shot at winning this contest. Yeah.
0: And, but it's not. I mean, it's not. The contest is over uh, for entries. Yeah. Don't we're enter still, now. Yeah. But but uh, the the jury's still out on it, so to speak. So we, we don't have a winner yet. It's when it actually hits the dock at buy dot com.
1: On the MD ninety six hundred, we're told that they have samples that they're testing right now that are looking good. And we should have samples on the MD 9600 within a couple of weeks, which we've heard before. But it seems like, I don't know, maybe they're a little more confident this time. So... (laughs) From what we're hearing, samples on the 9600 about the same time as the official shipment on the MD-2017. So if you pre-ordered an MD-9600, maybe it's time to start getting excited? Maybe not yet. I wouldn't say get get excited yet. Let's let's see a sample. Once once we get a sample, then, uh, then I'm excited.
0: All right. We'll see. Uh, I'm excited about them uh, arriving, too, because, you know, I like to do contests, and I want to see uh, a winner here.
1: Let's see. So. I, I really am hoping those early <laughs> June entries were right. we got quite a few that guessed early June, if if memory serves few, me yeah. correctly. I, I, all the emails came through my inbox, so I remember kind of yeah, looking we, at we, the dates. Yeah, we have some, definitely. We
0: have some a lot later than that, too, and we have some people that were overly optimistic and some that – we're definitely not optimistic
1: <laughs> so yeah I'm surprised a lot of the entries have already lost yeah. I mean there were a lot for for May I want to say maybe even some Aprils yeah I think I think there were
0: sorry guys uh, but uh, but look hey for those who did not win already we still have a surprise for you guys coming up so so uh just just Keep checking your email. Stay tuned, and uh, when they do hit the talk, we'll get in touch with you as well, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll
2: take it from there. So just stay tuned. Stay tuned.
0: All right. Well, was there anything else we had to cover? Uh, I think we got it. I think we got it all. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that does it for our show this week. Today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoAirRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two Way Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1 800 584 1445 or enter our live chat at buy 2 radios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time for the Two Way Radio Show, I'm Rick
1: Savoya. And I'm Danny Feemster.
0: And we're out.